0: Ask Me Another is coming to St. Louis. Meet me and the entire team at the pageant as we take the show on the road. For details, go to amatickets.org.
1: Welcome, NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. It's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg.
0: Thank you, Jonathan. Now, if you're a Broadway fan, you know our VIP as Sebastian the Crab, but comedy nerds like me know him as Defuan from 30 Rock, a character who describes himself not only as a gay hairdresser but also a homosexual party planner. (laughs) This is my idea of a party, I've realized what it is. It's me, a bottle of Pino Grigio, and a night of replying to emails. (laughs) But back to the life of our party, his latest project is the new Tina Fey Netflix series, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. It's Titus Burgess. (laughs) We'll be talking to Titus later in the show, but first let me introduce our house musician, Jonathan Colton. Hello everybody. And our first game is called TV Movies, and here to play it are Elise Endick and Jessica Minnin. Elise, you want to be a film TV writer? Yes. But you also claim to have terrible tastes.
2: Awful tastes. In TV and movies? <laughs> yes, horrible tastes. Okay, that's
0: interesting.
2: My favorite Ter- movies of yeah. all time. All time. Okay. 100%. The Star Wars prequels. The prequels. Yeah. The prequels. Yeah, especially episode two, that one's really good. Episode one as well. All really good. What is it that you like so much about episode two? It's not the acting. Um, (laughs) I don't know. It's just so magical. I get this really warm feeling
0: inside. Uh, Jessica, a music journalist turned rabbi. That happened. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Do you ever sing or use non-traditional music in your uh, services? All the time. Um, I routinely set prayers and liturgy to pop
3: songs. I'm a big fan of Leonard Cohen. I often do hallelujah to hallelujah.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> do you like TV movies? Do you have a favorite TV movie? TV movies. movies. I'm embarrassed to admit it. I don't even have cable. Wow. Yeah. It's very hip, by the way. I have a television. Sure, you do. <laughs> Jessica, TV
0: movie? The Thornbirds, obviously. The
2: th- obviously, I'm sorry. I That's you. a miniseries, have actually. A <laughs> That's it. I'm done. Sorry.
1: Somebody just went to school. <laughs>
0: So in this game, we are actually going to create some TV movies by combining the names of famous movies and television programs together into one mashed-up title.
1: So if we said, it's the story of Stephen Hawking's 20-something years with fellow science nerds Leonard and Sheldon, that would be the Big Bang Theory of Everything. (laughs) Do you see what I did there? (laughs)
0: So the movie and the TV show are going to share a key word, sometimes the movie will start the answer, sometimes it will end it, and the winner will of course move on to our Ask Me One More Final Round at the end of the show. Let's give it a shot. CIA agent played by Jessica Chastain hunts down the perpetrator of the 9-11 attacks and winds up interrogating frazzled TV comedy show runner Liz Lemon. Waterboarding has never been more hilarious. Jessica. Zero Dark 30 Rock? Yeah, that is correct. Amy Poehler plays a small-town government official struggling with life love and an island where dinosaurs are alive, but funding is extinct. (laughs) Jessica. Parks and recreation... for all. (laughs) (laughs) That was an alternate uh, title for that show, but uh, not the answer we're looking for, Elise. I
2: was gonna go with something like Parks and Recreation and Jurassic Park, but that doesn't.
0: Mm, doesn't well, doesn't yeah, make- it doesn't. Doesn't. It's a good doesn't idea. Make a lot of that sense. is a good idea. Yeah. Remember, it can go. Oh, they right. share a word <laughs> and.
2: Um,
1: I don't know how to help you exactly, yeah. Elise.
2: Jurassic Park and Recreation. Yes. <laughs> Libertarians. That
0: does sound like a dinosaur. Does everyone agree with that? That does sound like a type of dinosaur.
2: Libertarian. That was
1: the one with the big bill.
0: Yeah, the, the big top. bill. Right, exactly. Vegetarian. Yeah, right. <laughs> in this ill-advised odd couple story, John Belushi's drunken frat boy, Bluto, gets a new roommate. Ruthless frat president, Frank Underwood. Pledging requires pushing someone in front of a train. <laughs> Jessica. Animal House of Cards? Yes, exactly. You take a drink every time Frank looks into the camera with that, "Mm." (laughs) hmm. Sean Pan and Susan Sarandon headline this acclaimed but oddly redundant AMC series about zombies and the death penalty where their last meal is always brains. (laughs) Jessica. Dead Man Walking Dead? Puzzle Guru Archung, can we accept that? We'll accept that. We'll accept that? <laughs> okay, yeah. <We laughs> dead were... man walking dead.
3: <laughs> it, it could go both ways. We'll also accept the walking dead man walking. Oh,
4: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to believe there were two answers to that question.
3: <laughs> Very interesting. Well, Well written.
0: <laughs> well written. <laughs> America Ferrera's job at a fashion magazine gets complicated when a feud about ponchos leads to her getting shot in the gut by
2: cowboy Clint Eastwood. Elise. The good, the bad, and the ugly Betty. Exactly, yes.
0: This is your last clue. Bear with me. Now, this is a story all about how Will Smith's life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there, tell you how he became friends with a dog that's very good at playing basketball.
2: Elise, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air Dog. (laughs) Oh. Dog is not correct. <laughs> Jessica.
3: I can't believe this is going to serve me so well, but the Fresh Prince of Bel Air Bud.
2: Yes. yes. Bud. It's about a dog.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> How, why, why did that serve you particularly I saw it well in the theaters?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and at the time, you were like, is this money ever going to return itself to me?
2: <laughs> and look,
0: and there, here we are. <laughs>
3: Puzzle yes. Guru Archung, how did our contestants do? Oh, what a heartbreaking finish! But Jessica, congratulations, you're moving on! So ask me one more final round.
0: Say hello to our next contestants, Peter Coles and Alex Gelman. Both of you have pretty fascinating jobs. Peter works for a tech startup that creates jewelry. That sounds amazing. Give me a current project.
3: Yeah, so we
5: we make jewelry. It's called Ringly. It connects to your phone. So you can actually put your phone
1: away, put it in your purse, in your bag, and then when you're hanging out with your friends, having fun, and trying to not be a jerk checking
5: your phone all the time, uh, you can just know if you're getting phone calls or texts on your ring.
0: Because it will light up? It will do
5: a vibration and it will do a light. Yes. (laughs) Do you
1: get to? Do you get to say, "Hey, everybody! Excuse me, my phone is ringing."
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) We thought of
5: that. We thought of that joke. Yes.
0: (laughs) And Alex, uh, so you work at the Museum of Math. I do. What is? uh, What is the exhibit that's not to be missed?
3: Uh, I would say it's the the old standby at the museum, which is our square wheel tricycle. Uh, So there's a circular track made up of all these curves and you get on a tricycle made up of three square wheels and you ride around and you have a nice smooth
5: ride.
0: Oh, and everyone's like, how is it possible? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
5: a lot of people call me a heretic a lot all day. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's it's really real.
0: That says a lot about the people that go to the math museum.
5: Mostly all Heretic. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) A lot of Puritans. But you know. New York, right? Uh, all all kinds
0: you come never together. Know. Right, right. Jonathan, you've got some solid smart uh, contestants here. Yes. What are you gonna do to them? Well, this game is called Palindrome's
1: Simordnilap. <laughs> do you get it? Do you get it? Puzzle Group Archung, what could that possibly mean?
3: Well, as you know a palindrome is a word or phrase that reads the same backwards and forwards, like noon or a race car. A simordinalap, which is palindromes backwards, actually is a word that forms a different word backwards. So the word repaid backwards is diaper.
0: Heretic! <laughs>
3: <laughs> Some kind of witch? It's magic. Word magic. Can't put a
1: word backwards and make another word. That's impossible. Yes. In this game, we will give you mashed up clues to a simordinalap and its reverse word and you have to give us both words. And here's the big hint. If you know one word, you can probably figure out the other. <laughs> All right, are you ready? Let's, Let's do this. it. Let's do it. Thanks. Nice. It's the excessively proud soft tissue around your teeth. Peter. Gum, mug, your mug gum. N- no, I'm sorry, that's oh, not what we're oh, looking really, for. Oh, really? Mug gum? Alex? Smug Gums. Smug Gums is correct. It's the location in a cupboard or cabinet where the dog trainers keep their snossages. You're never going to get this in a million years. (laughs) Peter!
5: It's the reward
1: drawer. It sure is. Wow. It's another name for a female opera singer or temperamental pop star who is very enthusiastic. Avid Diva? Avid Diva, you got it. If you disdainfully spurn the dinner rolls, you're doing this. Peter. You're snubbing the buns. Well, sure Yes,
4: enough, yeah.
1: but just make it so that it's a palindrome and a simorgulat, please. Oh. She <laughs> forget about the gerund. I shouldn't have phrased it in terms of a gerund. <laughs>
4: Peter, buns, say snub. snub buns. Say snub buns. <laughs> snub buns, yeah. snub buns. Okay. <laughs> <That's> correct.
1: <laughs> it might be ancient Latin for, therefore, Shrek. Alex.
5: Uh Ogre.
3: <laughs> there you go, Ogre. There you go, Ogre. <laughs> you got it.
1: <laughs> this is your last clue. Two years later. <laughs> This sweet food course was feeling a lot of pressure after dinner. Alex. Stress dessert. That's right. Uh, Art yeah. Chung, how did our contestants do? Oh,
3: it was a tough game, but Alex, congratulations, you're moving on. we'll talk
0: to Titus Burgess, whose role on 30 Rock as the queer-factionist DeFuan led him to star in the new Netflix series, Unbreakable, Kimmy Schmidt. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. That's going to
6: be, uh, you know, a uh, fascinating transition.
0: everybody, thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. There are other great NPR podcasts for you to check out, like How To Do Everything. How To Do Everything is sort of like MacGyver on NPR. But MacGyver is Mike and Ian. They tell you how to do everything. How to find water in a desert, or how to find a date for Friday night. Those things, by the way, require exactly the same skill set. Did you know that? Mike and Ian will tell you. So check out Modern Life Lessons from NPR. Find how to do everything now at iTunes.com slash NPR. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our house musician, Jonathan Colton. Let's say hello to our next contestants, Buddy Volani and Alex Streckle. (laughs) Buddy, you know entertainment. Alex, a performer. Give me your 10-second Tony Award-winning performance. Can be comedic, a song, or dramatic. Buddy, let's go.
5: I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm only a bill and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. That's Christopher Walken doing Schoolhouse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: All right, Alex, what do you got?
5: I know it's radio, but I just want to set a quick visual. It's from a musical that hasn't been written yet. It's called Bad Out of Hell, Back Into Hell. I am playing meatloaf in this. I am in the castle, um, and I'm just... The words say it all. And I would do anything for love. I'd run right into hell and back. Bum, bum.
0: Something like that. I don't know how we're going to get your stagehands to get these set pieces out of here, but uh, it was pretty amazing. All right, this is going to be great. So, our VIP, Titus Burgess, is a veteran of Broadway theater, where the greatest honor, of course, is to win a Tony Award, which is named after Antoinette Perry. actor, director, co-founder of the American Theater Wing. So in this game, all of the answers will be people named Tony who have won prestigious awards.
1: So just ring in when you know the answer, and here is a hint. Not all of the Tonys are men. Some of them are women.
0: (laughs) One of them is a lizard.
1: (laughs) Are you ready? Ready. Let's do it. This crooner may have left his heart in San Francisco, but not his 18 Grammys. Buddy.
5: Tony Bennett. You got it.
0: I feel bad that some people are going to just know him as that guy who sang with Lady Gaga. is that kind of sad? Very sad. And then, like, maybe, what, 40 years in the future, we'll just be like, the Lady Gaga will be him, and we'll be like, oh, it's just that woman who sang with TikTok, or whatever the recording <laughs> artist <TikTok>. is. <laughs> and,
1: Future entertainer, TikTok. (laughs) He's a robot.
0: In 2009, this Tony's labors as the United Kingdom's Prime Minister earned him the United States' highest civilian honor, the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Alex. Tony Blair. Tony Blair is absolutely correct. Presidential Medal of Freedom sounds very cool, right? Until Absolutely. you find out who has also won that. Founder of Wendy's. Dave Thomas. Fast Dave food, Thomas. Yeah, Dave Thomas won that award.
1: Well, it's the freedom to get your hamburger however you want it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is America, the after all. The yeah. This Tony has a sixth sense when it comes to acting, winning an Emmy and a Golden Globe for playing a multi-identity mom in the United States of Terra. Buddy. Tony Collette? Yeah, that's right.
0: This skateboarding Tony landed the first ever 900 to win gold at the 1999 Summer X Games. Buddy. Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk. In
1: 1997, this sultry singing Tony unbroke her heart to win her fourth Grammy. Alex. Tony Braxton. You got
0: it. Uncry those tears. (laughs) Never sing that song to an ex while dressed as a UPS delivery person in their office. I'm just saying.
1: (laughs) Might have to call story on that one. This Tony won a Best Supporting Actor Emmy as the supportive personal aide to Vice President Selena Meyer in the HBO series Veep.
6: Yeah, what's what's that guy's name? I I can see his face, buddy. uh, Tony Baldwin.
1: No, I'm sorry, it's not Baldwin. Alex, do you want to pick a random last name and say it? It's not going to cost me any points, right? No. Nope.
0: He had minus 10. Won't cost 10. you anything.
1: You got a one in maybe 300 billion chance. Go ahead. Oh, it's, it's killing
5: me because I know it too. Tony, mm, it's not going to, oh, hail. Tony Tony hail. Hale. Tony oh. Hale.
1: Tony Hale. Nice yeah. pull, you got it. He
0: beat the odds.
1: He beat the odds. He just got lucky.
0: This is your last question. Beloved by her readers, this Pulitzer Prize winning Tony is also the first black woman Nobel Prize winner for
5: literature. Toni Morrison.
0: Alex, you are correct. Questions like that is how we keep our funders.
3: Puzzle Guru, Archung. Chung. And the award for best contestant goes to Alex. Congratulations. You're moving on to the final round.
0: Let's welcome our VIP to the stage. He's appearing in the Tina Fey Netflix series Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Please welcome Titus Burgess. Thank you. So we just played Crazy. uh, I love that song. I've watched you sing an incredible version of it. Uh, I do, did, do. Yeah. So it just just happens to be- Do you want to hear a little bit? Yes. What's that? That's enough. Oh my
4: God.
0: <laughs> so your role uh, that you play in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, uh-huh. the role is also Titus, named Titus. Yeah. Uh,
6: my manager, she sent me the breakdown, a screenshot, and it said seeking Titus. <laughs> Broadway wannabe broke, lives in a basement apartment in Harlem. Broke lived in a
0: basement apartment in harlem i still do uh... actually let's listen to an audio clip from the show i changed my
6: name to titus Andromedon, and i marched myself in to audition for the lion king you were in the lion king on broadway yes except i was not i auditioned for the lion king 20 times in 15 years until they finally told me you are not passing as a straight
0: giraffe Have you ever auditioned for The Lion King? Uh, yes. You have? (laughs) For what role?
6: All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yes. So much of my personal experience has been creeping up into these scripts, and I'm thinking, either this woman has my apartment tapped, or do I just seem, like, so desperate that that's something that I would do? (laughs) I I used to work at Disney World uh, about 12 years ago, and I would fly up back and forth, Audition for that freaking show, and they just were not having me.
0: So then you go into audition for a comedic role that has nothing to do with Broadway for 30 Rock.
6: For 30 Rock, which was called an under five. Under five is literally under five lines. I had one. And you have a callback for one line? You mean you don't know what you want me to do with? for one line? You want me to come back and do it again? The same subject and predicate. You need
0: me to do this again. Anyways. Right, you can't just stare at my photo and have me just call in. <laughs> <or somebody. laughs> now, I've watched all of 30 Rock, but I don't remember what your first line was the first time you appeared. Do you remember it roughly? Uh,
6: um, I'm not just a gay hairdresser. I'm also a homosexual party planner. <laughs> so strange. <laughs> what is he going through? <laughs> all the things. <laughs> every emotion possible
0: uh is there you know do you have a dream broadway role out there that uh you know you'd like to
6: um no but i'm writing a musical that i will likely
0: star in so i'll just do you have a working title for your musical
6: (laughs) i do i can tell you that it is based on a movie that
0: whitney houston did Uh, And it is not the bodyguard. All the listeners are Googling like mad right now. (laughs) Well, I am very excited that you are going to lend your incredible, unique voice to a game on our stage. Perfect. Are you ready for that? I'm so ready. Give a huge hand to Titus Burgess. on stage right now is Alexander Kaufman and Whitney Ann Adams. Whitney, you're a costume designer for theater and Broadway. Have you done some
2: Broadway? I've worked on Broadway. I've made costumes for Broadway, but I've been in film recently. And
0: and what film are you? uh... I
2: was the costume design assistant on The Great Gatsby.
0: Oh, wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. She's just okay at it, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) And Alexander, you're a Titus fan. I am. You are.
3: Yeah, you're awesome. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited that we're on stage together. Well, I hope you win. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) If I win, will you sing? If I win, will you sing for me?
6: I most certainly will. Yeah.
0: That's amazing how you just made that happen. By the way, (laughs) Uh, well, I have to win, so. So in Guys and Dolls, Titus played the role of Nicely, Nicely Johnson, who had that show-stopping number, sit down, you're rocking the boat. Yes. What was it like to sing like one of the more iconic Broadway tunes? Stressful as hell. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's not fun.
6: Um, no, it was totally fun. And uh, what I remember one night during previews, uh, Frank Lester's wife, uh, who controls the estate, was in the first row, and don't you know I forgot the entire last verse of the song oh. once I spotted her on Broadway? It was so embarrassing.
0: Well, this is, this is going to be a chance to sing it all brand because new. Because I have the words. <laughs> <laughs> and this time you'll be accompanied by our house musician, Jonathan Colton. Right.
1: Although I will say that we have changed the lyrics to be about things we do while sitting down. Because why, why let a beautiful song stand there and be beautiful when you can... Ruin it. All these these lyrics are about mundane things that you do while sitting down. Right, okay. Uh, So Titus will sing you the clues. Just ring in when you know what we're talking about and the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. All right, are you ready, Titus?
6: Yeah, I think so. Let's do it. I dreamed last night I was on my childhood playground The monkey bars And the swings They made me frown The right I sought was the one requiring balance Cause without a friend It won't go up and down
1: Alexander? Seesawing? Seesawing is correct
5: yeah. you're, on
1: your, you're on your way, Alexander the longest journey begins with a single step, my friend Believe in yourself
6: for the waiters all set sit down. Sit down, you're gonna spill. The waiters all said, sit down. Sit down, or you're gonna spill. Don't matter if it's a split pea or a lobster bisque or a tater dill. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, or you're gonna spill. Alexander eating soup. Yeah. Miss <laughs> Thing, what are you doing? All right, girl, you better catch up.
4: I'm trying my best.
1: You ready? I'm ready.
6: I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's do this one slower. Yeah, slower, okay. I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. Now I'll get dressed in my boots and chaps and helmet. I'll hit the trail and escape the maddening horde. I think it's time that I get back in the saddle. And this big brown beast is calm. Thank the Lord. Horseback riding.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well done. <laughs> wow. feeling good, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, Whitney's getting into the groove. Did a little horseback yeah. riding dance.
6: <laughs> this is your last clue. All right. And the proctors all said, sit down, sit down. We started the test. And I said to myself, sit down. Sit down and just do your best. Fill the bubbles in with your pencil. Math and reading part of your college quest. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. The standardized test. SAT test.
1: That's right, taking the SAT. (laughs) Ophira, how did our contestants do? We have a
0: tie. Oh my gracious. Okay. Hands on buzzers, people. Titus, do you want to read the tiebreaker? No, you do, Diva. first time anyone's ever called me that. No, it's not. (laughs) What famous Washington, D.C. tourist spot features 36 enormous columns and a statue of someone sitting down? Alexander.
3: The Lincoln Memorial.
0: That is correct. (laughs) Sit down, sit
6: down, sit down, sit down. You
0: So, Jonathan, uh, did you know that every week on Facebook and Twitter, we have people sending us random interesting facts of trivia? I think Uh, I'm aware of this, yes. Yes. Well, you tell me if you think this is true or false. Shoy, that's his Twitter handle, this is the nugget. Betty White is older than sliced bread. Commercially sold loaves of sliced bread.
1: So she's what? She's uh, 150, 160 (laughs) years old, right?
0: 143. She is ninety-three.
1: I'm gonna say that this is a this is a true thing. Okay. That nobody nobody had thought to pre-slice bread. Because in those days, oh, the right. powdered wig era, of course, you would go you would go out to your local baker monger and you would say, My good man, here are two ducats. How about a nice loaf of delicious bread that I may tear apart with my hands while it is still warm? And if somebody said to you, No, 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 don't do that, go into this store and buy some pre-sliced bread in a bag, you'd be like, that's disgusting. I'm not going to do that. So I'm going to say that tastes and attitudes did not allow for the concept of pre-sliced bread until after Betty White was born.
0: Okay. You are correct. Yeah. Betty White was born in 1922, so just a little after the powder wigs. Powdered wigs and then Betty White. Uh, And pre-sliced bread was first sold in... 1928, six years later, but it was a sort of tale. There was a man who invented the machine to do it named Otto Roweder. Anyways, he started working on it in 1916, uh, and then he sent out a questionnaire. Who knows how? How did you send out a questionnaire in 1916?) He <laughs> throw it out the window <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Paper airplanes, balloons. Uh, so he said, but he got well, he got over 30 thousand housewives to respond to his questionnaire. So he built the machine but then there was a fire in his warehouse. Oh my gosh. And it burnt down his prototype. My <laughs> bread slicing machine! <laughs> Which was unfortunately made of paper. No, I don't know about why? <laughs> But it took him 10 years to get back on his feet Jeez I know It <laughs> was a terrible story What if you worked for <laughs> Nine of them were just like shame and embarrassment You had
1: to work for 10 years and all you end up with is a lousy machine that slices bread?
0: Good God <laughs> But then he, uh, he made it happen and the first baker to use his invention found his business increased by 2,000% in the first two weeks
1: See that? Stick to your dreams everybody
0: Yep Betty White did. Betty White did. Look at her now. Yeah. Older than sliced bread. Coming up, we'll pay tribute to fellow Canadian Alex Trebek. And we'll figure out what U.S. state ends with a sin. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. This episode of Ask Me Another is supported by Trunk Club, a men's outfitting service. Trunk Club is designed for guys who don't have the time or desire to go shopping. And after signing up, you will be matched with your very own personal stylist, who, after getting to know your preferences, will handpick a selection of premium clothing, pack it in a trunk, and ship it all straight to your door. You have 10 days to try everything on, keep what you love, and send back the rest. You only pay for what you keep, and the shipping is free both ways. So get started at trunkclub.com ask.
1: We'd also like to thank our sponsor, Loot Crate. It's a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. Each month, Loot Crate will send you a box with six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and unique one-of-a-kind items. March's covert-themed Loot Crate will include items from your favorite spy and thriller themes and franchises. But you only have until March 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe. Head to LootCrate.com slash AMA and enter code ASK to save 10% on any new subscription.
0: Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg. Are you America's next great trivia champion? If you would like to be a contestant, just send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org and we'll give you a contestant quiz. And if you have what it takes, be on our show and hear your voice from sea to shining sea. Like our next contestant, who is on the line? Hi, you're on Ask Me Another.
5: Hi there, it's Cannon Alsobrook from Smyrna, Georgia.
0: Hello, Cannon. That is a cool name, Cannon.
5: Thank you. It's my great-grandmother's maiden name.
0: Oh, nice. All right. Are you a big traveler?
5: I am a big traveler. I've probably been to at least 42 of the United States. Well, that's that's,
0: impressive. Like a road trip guy. Yes. And what is your favorite uh, thing to do on the road trip? Are you guys go straight to the destination or hang out, see whatever's around?
5: We would end up in some fairly random places at times, uh, all due to the fact that my mother liked to find oddities in the guidebook, and we would end up at places like the Fable Cottage in British Columbia, which was known for having the world's largest revolving hanging basket of impatience.
0: Ooh, a revolving basket of flowers.
5: Yeah, if, if it had not been
1: revolving, I don't think we would have gone. No. But, you know. was, there a, was there a larger basket that just didn't revolve in some other place?
5: There may have been. As, as, and about maybe two decades later, I went back there with my wife when we were going to Alaska, and all I wanted to do <laughs> was take a picture of my wife next to the world's largest revolving hanging basket of impatience, but the place went bankrupt and they sold it for a dollar.
0: <laughs> that is one of the saddest Canadian stories I have ever heard. Okay, this is good to know, Canon, because your game is called Stateside Attractions. Uh, we are used to identifying U.S. states by their first few letters, but we're going to see if you can do it when we give you the last few letters plus okay. a roadside attraction that is found in each state that is very interesting but probably will not help you. Let's play. Ending in XAS, a major city in this state boasts its own toilet seat art museum.
5: I, I can only hope that's Texas.
0: It certainly is, yes. <laughs> Ending in AHO, this state has a monument to evil Knievel's failed attempt to jump Snake Canyon.
5: In A-H-O. Oh. All you gotta
0: think is, where is Snake Canyon?
5: <laughs> yeah, uh, Idaho?
0: Yes, Idaho is correct. All right, this state ending in CKY is the home to the Vent Haven Ventriloquist Museum. Kentucky? Kentucky is correct. All right, you're doing great. This is your last question. The world's largest ball of twine.
5: Oh, oh. I, I know it before you even say it. Okay, what is it? <laughs> it's 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 the it's the title of a weird owl song called The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota. Okay, next time just wait till I read the rest of the question. Uh. There must be another
0: big ball of twine. No,
1: balls of twine get bigger and smaller. The, I mean, who knows? It's a constant struggle for a biggest oh, really? ball of twine, right? It's got to be a battle going on. Do they
0: expand on? and condense like the the, somebody the, the, comes,
1: take the some star twine, system? Somebody adds some twine, who knows.
0: All right, this is the world's largest ball of twine that we all got so excited uh, But this is found in a state ending in URI. Canon, did you just hang yeah, up on me?
5: I, I, no, 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 okay. I, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> I want
0: to, I could. but I have
5: not. And
1: URI. Yeah. Just Google it, Ken. We can't see you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that's what they're doing anyways.
5: No. Sadly no. I'm I'm not. Uh I'm drawing a blank on what you can I, I may need a hint.
3: That's okay. Uh it's a little south of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> it's ridiculous. That's this a is terrible ridiculous. hint.
5: Missouri? Yeah. Yes! Well,
0: there you go. Oh. Well done, Canon. We are going to send you a limited edition Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube to play on your next road trip.
1: That's very exciting. Thank Thank you so
0: much. A game titled, What is Jeopardy? Let's welcome Russ Bird and Valerie Lores. Now, Russ, you said your wife put you up to this.
5: That is correct.
0: What does that mean exactly?
5: That means that if I don't win, I'm walking home.
0: <laughs> she said, Russ, you have to go get on that show. You're great at this.
5: Yeah, she's out here supporting me right now.
0: Nice. Okay. So you're not here by your own volition by any means.
5: No, not at all.
0: Blink if you need help. <laughs> Valerie, on the other hand, loves game shows and true crime stories. And I quote If I wanted to, I could kill my boyfriend and no one would know.
6: <laughs> okay, I don't think I said that exactly. I said
2: that I could kill him and leave no evidence. <laughs> yeah, very different. It's very different. Uh, yeah. More calculated. Your way is yeah. more calculated. Uh-huh. So how are you going to do it? Well, I can't say because he's here. Oh. Yeah.
0: Jeez.
1: (laughs) Anybody else feeling a sort of icy chill in their spine?
0: I like that that's the only reason. (laughs) What's his name? Bill. Bill? Mm -hmm. Good luck, Bill. (laughs) So many of our contestants have made the mistake of answering our questions in the form of a question clearly because they hear that warm Canadian lilt in my voice, and it reminds them of my fellow countryman, Alex Trebek, host of Jeopardy. But this time, we want you to answer the questions in the form of a question, because all of the answers are going to begin with the phrase, what is?
1: So if we said, this 1950s game show was hosted by John Charles Daly and originally called Occupation Unknown, you would do your best Jeopardy contestant impression, and you would answer... What is my line?
0: So take out the apostrophe if required to make it a Jep parody. (laughs) Yes, indeed. And the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Your category is This Dying Planet. Rolling Stone's review of this 1971 album by Marvin Gaye referred to the song Mercy, Mercy Me as one of the most bearable ecology songs. Valerie. What is going on? Sure is.
1: Next category, mergers and acquisitions. In 2014, Facebook paid $19 billion to acquire this smartphone app that allows you unlimited messaging with your friends. Russ. WhatsApp? Will you please phrase it in the form of a Jeopardy question? What is WhatsApp? No. Take out the contraction.
2: Wait, I thought I could ring in.
1: No. Uh. Jeopardy's really hard to run. I know.
2: How many chances are you giving
0: him? Well, he's got got it right. (laughs) Valerie, just let me do this, okay? (laughs) Jonathan Colton disappears after the show.
1: (laughs) Do not mess with Valerie. (laughs) I'm just trying to get the right style points, so it sounds good for the radio. Russ, say this. What is app? Say that. What is app? That's correct. Our next category is movies from
4: 1993. (laughs) Okay.
1: Very specific category. This film earned Leonardo DiCaprio his first Oscar nomination.
5: Russ. What is eating Gilbert Grape? That's right.
2: That was a good one.
0: Oh, we've got a daily double. <laughs> Not really, we just wanted to play that. In this 2010 song, Rihanna and Drake ask an important existential question, one that we just answered.
1: It starts with what is?
3: <laughs> Puzzle Guru. <laughs>
0: what
4: kind of Can
6: you give thing? us a hint?
3: Uh, in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Stay with me. It's the question that precedes what is your quest? <laughs> yeah, never mind. No, 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 I've got a good one.
0: <laughs> I've got a good one, I've got a good one. In the sequel to the movie, no, I'm just kidding, no no more. The answer that we were looking for, any last moments?
5: What is your name?
0: <laughs> we'll take it, we'll take it. We'll take it. man. What
3: is my name? We'll what that. is my name? What's
0: my name? All right. All All right. <laughs> Moving on. Great job, everybody. (laughs) It's not your fault. This is our fault. This is what we're finding out. This is our fault. Is it? Potpourri.
1: (laughs) This This 1965 film marked Woody Allen's screenwriting debut and featured a Tom Jones song of the same name. Valerie.
6: What is new Pussycat?
1: You got it.
3: Puzzle Guru Archung! Hi, Afira. How's it going over there? What is we are never playing this game again? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was a tough game, but congratulations, Russ. You're moving on to the final round. Now we're
0: going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from TV movies, Jessica Minnan. From Seminormal Lipid Palindromes Alex Gilman. From award-winning Tonys, Alex Streckel. <laughs> from sit-down, Alexander Kaufman. <laughs> and from what is Jeopardy, Ruspers? <laughs> Our puzzler, Archung, will lead this final round titled Homecoming Game.
3: For this final round, every answer will include the name of a major U.S. college or university. So, for example, if we said, A phrase commonly used to describe the Boston accent asks you to park your car in this college square... You would say, Havid yad We're going to play the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give me that answer. The last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. And for your prize, Titus Burgess will record a happy birthday greeting for you or a friend. So, pretty awesome. Here we go. Jessica, it's what the D.C. stands for in Washington, D.C. District of Columbia? District of Columbia is correct. Thank you very much, Jessica. <laughs> Alex G., The setting of a Victor Hugo novel, this cathedral was largely destroyed during the French Revolution. Notre Dame. That's right. Alex S. This poultry company's famous ad slogan was, It takes a tough man to make a tender chicken. Purdue. That's right. Alexander. Born Howard Allen Francis O'Brien, she's a popular horror writer whose books feature the vampire Lestat. Mary Shelley. No, I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Could you step aside? Russ. Russ. And rice. That's correct. Thank you, Alexander. You're out. Back to Jessica. This fictional boy detective solves crime for 25 cents a day plus expenses. Encyclopedia Brown. You got it. Alex G. In the second Indiana Jones movie, Harrison Ford entered this booby trap location Temple of Doom. That's right. Alex S. Mystery writer Mary Roberts Reinhardt is credited with coining this forward cliche in which a male servant is blamed for committing the crime. The butler did it? Yep, that's right. Back to Russ. In 1896, this company became the first to sell toothpaste in a tube rather than a jar. Colgate. That's right. <laughs> Jessica. This English singer agreed to pay royalties to Tom Petty because his song Stay With Me sounded a lot like Won't Back Down. Sam Smith. Correct. Alex G. In his 1836 essay *Nature*, this poet outlined the philosophy of transcendentalism. Ralph Waldo Emerson. Correct. All right. Woo! Woo! Alex S. She's Anderson Cooper's mother. Got to give you three seconds. Three seconds. Three seconds. Yale. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. Uh, Russ, do you know the answer?
5: Shelley Cooper.
3: No, that's not right either. (laughs) Jessica, you can knock out a couple of contestants if you know the answer. Cooper Union? (laughs) That is a college. Alex, if you know the answer, you are a grand prize winner. Gloria Vanderbilt? That's right. (laughs) Nice job, Alex.
0: You are Ask Me Another Big Winner. Enjoy your grand prize that will be provided to you by our VIP, Titus Burgess. I can't it. Hi Titus Oh congratulations Thank
6: you Alexander what happened? <laughs> You're rubbing
5: it in man You're rubbing it in <laughs> Just kidding
0: <laughs> Yeah who, who would you like this message to? To you or a friend?
5: Yeah I think it's got to go to Alexander
4: Yeah, yeah <laughs> For real
0: That is so sweet
1: I know Yeah You know why? Because Alex respects artistry, and he's given up his prize to Beyonce. That is so sweet. All right.
6: Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Alexander.
0: everybody And by the magic of both of them being named Alex, it's they usable both for get both of of them. It's brilliant. That is our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to be a contestant, find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you could be a puzzle player anytime, any place by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And to see us live, go to ama Ask Me Others puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Coulton. Valjolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Annabelle Bacon, Kyle Beakley, Natasha Lake, Karen Lurie, Glenn McDonald, and Christine Walters. Ask Me Others produced by Jesse Baker, Josh Rogerson, Eleanor Kagan, Denny Shin, and our intern Aaron James, along with Portia Robertson-Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Kristen Moeller, and David Herkin. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House, Hot Heel Blue, and our production partner, WNYC. I'm Haripe Begonias, Ophira Eisenberg, and this was Ask Me Another from NPR. A quick shout out to one of our sponsors, Casper. They're an online retailer for mattresses casper mattresses are american-made and obsessively engineered for comfort they use two technologies latex foam and memory foam to give you just the right amount of sink and bounce and they have a risk-free trial you can try out your casper mattress for 100 days with free delivery and returns it's outrageous comfort at a polite price so go to casper.com slash another to check out their options and they have a special offer for listeners of this podcast Use the promo code ANOTHER to redeem $50 towards a Casper mattress that works for you. On the next Ask Me Another, actor Jonathan Groff is thankful HBO redefined how gay men are represented on television.
1: Where they weren't tragic figures and they weren't the comedic relief and they weren't sexually sensationalized, but they were just human beings.
0: Join me, Ophir Eisenberg, with the stars of HBO's Looking, next time on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Hey, you've reached the end of Ask Me Another, but you want more. Why not check out How to Do Everything? How to Do Everything is kind of like MacGyver doing a show on NPR. Hosted by Mike and Ian, it's a podcast that helps you figure out how to do everything everything like how do you find water in a desert do you know how to do that or how do you find a date for friday night did you know those two things require exactly the same skills check out how to do everything with mike and ian they are there for you providing modern life lessons from npr find how to do everything now at itunes.com npr